0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. I'm here with Ernest Whitmer. We're in Los Angeles, California, and Ernest and his family would have moved here 10 years ago or something like that, mm-hmm. planted a church here, been involved in ministry here, and you wrote a book um, here recently. Actually, I don't even know what year. What year did you make this? 16, uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah. So yeah, I want to hear a little more about that, the process of of what brought you to writing this book, um, the story behind that, and yeah, just share just share a little bit of the context of how this happened.
1: For many years, as a pastor, I I thought about writing a book. Uh, my passion is the church, the bride of Christ, uh, the body of Christ, the family of God. And so often, what we see happening in in the name of church doesn't really sound that family-like or beautiful as brides would be, Um, and so I just felt like I'd I'd like to kind of put down in writing some of what I believe the Lord is calling us to as as His people. But I thought, you know, it should probably be at least 40 years old before you write a book about the church, you know, as a (laughs) pastor, you know, well then I turned 40 and Well, I probably should be 50, you know, don't you think? Well, then when I was 51 years old, my wife was killed in a car Mm. accident, four and a half Mm. years after moving to Los Angeles here. And it wasn't long after her death that I knew that I couldn't just let someone so significant in my life just kind of fade Mm. into history. But I wanted to document, document if, if for no other reason, to document her life for the sake of my kids, her kids, mm-hmm. our children. And um, so I was talking with a friend one time about that, and also talking with him about this other book that I wanted to write, and, and he said, maybe it's the same book. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's an idea. Because I've always thought Rachel was a beautiful picture of the Bride of Christ. The way in which she loved him, and the way in which she loved me. The way in which she honored him, and the way in which she honored me. I, I went to a, a restaurant oh, within the first year after Rachel's death. Sat down at a restaurant in Hollywood. Just kind of got away from... And I'll just say, part of the <laughs> explanation of why I did that is, I do my best writing in in an active live environment. I don't do well to go off to some quiet corner like a park or a a restaurant or some. I was actually fasting at the time so I didn't even eat in the restaurant. <laughs> I think I had something to drink or something yeah. several times through those 4 wow. or 5 hours that I was there that day. And within yeah, the 4 or 5 hours that I was there, I had the entire book outlined. I expected to tweak it along the way, but it really that was that was basically my That's the format I used then Mm -hmm. Um, and really what it is I I take the the primary phases of Rachel's life Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a biographical sketch of her life and I introduce each chapter with what I call Rachel's story so every chapter Mm -hmm. begins Mm -hmm. with a piece of Rachel's story Mm -hmm. and then the second section of each chapter is her inspiration how she inspired other people it includes some of her own writings uh, she wrote a piece years back uh, called, When God Wants to Hug Me, He Sends a Rainbow. God did that many times throughout Rachel's life. and she. So that that's the second section. The middle section of each chapter is, is where I simply call that section the Bride of Christ. I just take different phases of her life and work my way through her life, introducing each chapter with her story, and then... So the middle section then is the Bride of Christ. That's where I bring in the the concept of the church and how God uses marriage as a picture of the relationship He wants to have with everyone. He -hmm. wants to be the bridegroom to all of us, the church, the Bride of Christ. And so I do some teaching on the church, what what the church is and how it should function. and, And then the fourth section of each chapter is simply called Reflections in Marriage. And what I do is I take a sermon that I preach on marriage with that title, Reflections in Marriage, and I just divide it up through the whole book. And it was wow. it was Rachel's favorite sermon that she always liked when I would preach. I don't think it was because she thought I was necessarily that perfect as a <laughs> husband. <laughs> I think maybe it was because maybe I got a little better each time I preached the sermon. <laughs> and then the, the concluding section, the f- fifth section of each book, the last section, is called How-To's for Couples. And in the first half, uh, I I address men as men, how to cherish your wife. And of course, having loved, lived with, and lost my wife, um, it it has given me a whole new perspective on how to cherish your wife while you have her. Mm -hmm. So the question is then, who is this book for, specifically? Um, the answer is yes. It's for everyone. <laughs> Good. No, it would be, it, 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 it's a wonderful gift for, for couples, mm-hmm. Uh. but for anybody that cares about the church, the bride of Christ, um, yeah, evangelism, um, family, family mm-hmm. life. Not only does this facilitate me in my teaching, uh, as I itinerate some, but I was in, uh, uh, asia um, mm-hmm. soon after the, the publishing of this book and raymond burkholder there with macedonian ministries invited me to well i was actually had been invited to teach at Igo in thailand at uh, chiang mai and then since i was there raymond burkholder says hey you should join me on this ministry trip into india it was it was a pastor's uh, mm-hmm. an environment of uh, pastor's conferences uh, of course, they're going to know some of the basics, but mm-hmm. they need a lot of teaching. So I just had printed, just recently published this book, and I thought, oh, I'm going to take it with me, and obviously mm-hmm. I'll need a translator, but <laughs> I'll um, teach the content. The pastor that had invited Raymond and in the mm-hmm. ministry, and I'm the tagalong. along um, he said, wow, he said, is there any way we could have that translated wow. into Marathi? The, the native language one of the mm-hmm. many languages they speak there in that state, and so to make a long story short, I came back and and we were able to raise some funds and printed fifteen thousand copies, wow. five times as many copies, now printed in Marathi, wow. as what are in English, and he's he sent me a picture of this whole warehouse stack full of boxes of my book no over there. No way. And one of these times I, I'd love I to go over and, and and just use it in mm-hmm. teaching, you know, now that they have it in their own language. Um, and he's invited me to do that. It's just a matter of me mm-hmm. being able to afford the time and the resources to, to do that.
0: I'm guessing it probably took you a couple of years to write this. Yeah. yeah and just, you know, to see it getting out there and, and having a positive effect on people, that's really that's really neat.
1: Well, and the thing yeah. that makes me happy about it is, is it's... is It was the impetus of my wife's life Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: produced this book Mm -hmm. and it's her life living on and you know she was anyone who knew Rachel knew that she was not a bold uh, outspoken type of person she was more quiet more reserved and she would probably be totally embarrassed if she knew how much I Ah, promoted her life and so forth and and I, I I need to remember my my kids told me when when I was writing the book now you know remember Mom wasn't perfect you know you don't need to make mm-hmm. her sound like she was perfect and <laughs> she wasn't you know I, so I tell some stories in here about some ways in which she demonstrated her fallibility <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah yeah so it's I, that's the thing that blesses me you know, I, mm-hmm. you know if you lose a loved one um, the veil between heaven and earth is a lot thinner than it used to be. Any any husband, any good husband is happiest when his wife is happy, mm-hmm. and I know my wife is happy. She is having mm-hmm. the time of her life, and so in the meantime, mm-hmm. I'll I'll work away mm-hmm. a while longer here. And, and so, yeah, I'm just that that blesses me to know that her life is living on. Three critical concepts that are born out in terms of the church mm-hmm. in this book that I might just talk about a little bit. Um, and that is, they're found in the last three chapters of the book. Uh, they kind of summarize m- what I believe the church mm-hmm. should be about. And the first one I call sequence, putting first things first and keeping them there. Mm-hmm. second one is focus, keeping your eyes on Jesus and allowing all the other peripheral issues simply to be in the periphery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and any time we start focusing on oh what is baptism or how should baptism be or or many other wonderful things about Mm -hmm. living the Christian life, we've pulled our focus off of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul said he refused to know anything among the believers save Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He obviously went on to write nearly half the New Testament but it all centered around jesus christ and him crucified and so that's what i mean by fo- sequence putting first things first focus keeping your eyes on jesus and then balance um just kind of holding it all together and mm-hmm. there's a lot of if if you've been a part of the church the bride of christ <laughs> you know there's a lot of tension involved in what it means to be a part of the body of christ well that tension is a healthy thing. It mm. speaks to balance. If if you were to talk to the crossbeam on a balancing scale, mm-hmm. that crossbeam would say, I feel a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of tension. I've got 10 pounds of potatoes over here. I've got this 10-pound weight over here. And ooh, I feel so and and that's mm-hmm. the way so much of the truth of scripture is is you need to hold it all together now I'm not saying and I I use examples and, and one of the examples I use is faith and works and I'm not saying that you mm-hmm. balance faith and works and the balance of faith and works is, is what produces the life of Christ I'm saying that they both are involved mm-hmm. and so we are saved by grace through faith, done deal mm-hmm. you know we don't work our way into salvation we don't work our way into sanctification but i'm saying that it it's there if if our faith is real and alive mm-hmm. it's going to work you know mm-hmm. and one of the ways to to know if you have real faith james said is for it to to come alive in action mm-hmm. so show you, show you show me your faith without your works and i'll show you my faith by my works
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, you know and I, I look at you know the sovereignty of God you know uh, versus the free will of man faith and works and yeah there's so many things in scripture you know one one verse in scripture says let every man bear his own burden mm-hmm. well then not too far away from that passage is another one in the same book that says bear you one another's burdens what's that mean? Is that, are they contradicting? no we ho- we hold it all together we don't always understand it all but that's not God's problem. That's just our problem. Some people treat the scriptures as as though God were some old man upstairs with Alzheimer's that doesn't quite know what he means or what he's talking about. That's Mm -hmm. not God. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he intended to convey and communicate to us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we struggle to understand and it just helps by taking all of scripture and holding it together. Mm -hmm. So sequence, focus, balance. So much about life and the christian life and 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 the life of the church uh, can be helped if we understand mm-hmm. those three critical concepts. Thank you for taking the time to share. The, this is what it looks yeah, like. This is Asher and Teresa. It was at their wedding where Rachel mm. was killed mm. just four days before their wedding. Mm. And so we ended up having a funeral on Friday and then their wedding on Saturday none of us ever want to imagine losing our mother or a dear family member just four days before your wedding but God's hand has been on this couple God is using them in beautiful ways Mm -hmm. and that's what God does with the difficulties of our lives He uses them for His glory if if we're willing to allow Him Mm -hmm. this is a picture of the accident the Mm -hmm. Van that was broadsided by a huge Dodge four-wheel drive pickup truck. And then the picture of the life flight. I just had a little smartphone at the time. I I had just kissed her on the cheek and said, I'll see you soon, Mm -hmm. thinking that she was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And soon after takeoff, I just snapped that picture, I'll show this to Rachel sometime.
0: Mm -hmm. Soon
1: after takeoff, her heart stopped, and they weren't able to start it again. So she just went on up into heaven mm. Jesus. Okay. I'm happy about that. Mm.
0: Wow that is that is quite the story. I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and for taking the time to to share with the rest of us what you've learned through that experience. thanks so much for listening to this episode of anabaptist perspectives for more information you can go to our website at anabaptistperspectives.org where we have a blog and this material is also available in video form on youtube and facebook both under the name anabaptist perspectives this podcast is also available on itunes google play soundcloud and anchor we would love to hear your feedback so if you have any thoughts on something that was shared on this show please let us know again thank you so much for listening